Hello, I'm Kristen Kurtz, aka Hope Igniter and Wonder Activator, your host of the Hope Unlocked podcast. In the upcoming shows, you will hear from amazing warrior women who have walked through the fire and held on to hope, even in those challenging valley seasons. So to kick things off, I thought it would be appropriate for me to share some of my own testimony. And as I record this today, March 8th, 2023, I have been walking through the past five months of massive intensity. I've had many hopeless moments, to be honest, yet I have an anchoring in my faith in Jesus Christ to help me rise above the stormy seas. And I just wanted to remind you here that I have a such a belief in the power of community, connection, conversations, and courage. And as we share our testimonies, I truly believe that it's going to help unlock you. It's going to help unlock additional hope in you to keep moving forward in the places the Lord's calling you. So I'll go back a little bit in time. Uh, growing up, I grew up in California. Um, I was the oldest of three three girls. And honestly, it was a very unstable um, environment. We moved a lot. I, I think I moved 10 times across back and forth in the country uh, in a matter of four years and ended up um, moving, finally planting my feet here in Minnesota as a freshman in high school. And by that time, I was um, just so disheveled. I was lost. I didn't know who I was, um, struggling with eating disorders. And then finally, when I came to Minnesota, I just had a yearning to be numbed. Um, so at that point, I started to get into drugs and alcohol. I even smoked two packs a day. I thought if you weren't drinking or doing drugs that, you know, you weren't having fun. So ended up um, starting to date my husband uh, our senior year. And that was really what our, our foundation was, was partying. And I'm going to try to keep this kind of light and move it along. But we ended up um, getting married at 24. Uh, we actually got married on April Fool's Day in the Dominican Republic. It was a beautiful day. I am so drawn to the water, so drawn to the beach. Um, growing up in California, I'm, I'm a solar-powered girl. So anybody who knows me knows that I actually really struggle here in in the northern uh, part of the U.S. with lack of sunshine, um, which can actually be contribute to maybe having some of that hopelessness, especially in the wintertime. So as a side note, if you live in Minnesota or in the northern climate, I highly recommend getting a, I call it a happy light. They're actually called a sad light, a seasonal affective disorder light. I don't like to carry that label, but I do know that there is power in getting uh, some solar power. <laughs> so all that to say, I'll, I'll skip ahead, but we did get married at 24, um, and I really hit a rock bottom. I was just so tired of drinking, but I didn't know a way out. I did not grow up in church. I actually did not like Christians. I just didn't really understand the concept um, because of so much trauma that I went through as a child and as a teen. I just thought, wow, if there's a God, like, why would he allow all of these things to happen in my life? Like, I don't want any part of that. So uh, jumping ahead a little bit, my youngest sister actually invited me to church when I was 25. I had um, actually a moment that following week where um, she had invited me to come to church, but I ended up not going because I was too hungover. 
But she was uh, persistent enough, and I'm so thankful for her, (laughs) to have reached out to me again and invited me. And I did end up going. Um, And actually during that time frame, I almost, uh, I I drank so much that I I really think that it was a moment that I could have um, not been here. So I ended up going to church with her, and I was just um, enamored by what the pastor was sharing because it was exactly what I needed to hear at that time. So I was curious. Um, I thought everybody was weird (laughs) because they were singing and had their arms raised and they were cheerful and joyful. And in my heart, I was so lost. Like I honestly couldn't have cared less if I lived another day, um, but yet I kept going. Um, I always have had this inner, um, I had an inner voice with me in, in me even not being a Christian, that helped me to just keep going. Um, When I truly wanted to give up so many times, I literally lived a Russian roulette life. And I won't get into all of that, but I like to say that I'm living life number 17 right now. Um, I believe that angels were with me in in many moments where um, I literally should not be here. So um, ended up, this was 2003, that I was invited to church for my sister, ended up giving my life to Christ. I believe it was about a month after going to church. It was November of 2003. And um, a beautiful thing that happened was I ended up getting baptized on um, St. Patrick's Day of 2004. Now, mind you, the year before, I am Irish. My my grandma, my sweet, beautiful grandma is from Ireland. So I've got the Irish roots in me. And what do Irish people do on St. Patrick's Day? They party. Well, St. Patrick's Day of 2004, I actually got baptized. So it was like this absolute uh, cleansing and a renewal and a transformation that I I, I felt it. I absolutely felt it within me. Um, I knew that there was something shifting in me. And I actually was delivered of alcohol, drugs, and I even smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. I, I, it, it all just ceased. I had no more desire for it. But God, because that couldn't have been me. I was so enamored, and I loved that feeling of being drunk and high and um, anything that suppressed all of the feelings of sadness and hopelessness and anger, all of the things, right? So if you've been in that situation, you probably understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't, that's okay too. Um, Everybody has a different testimony, right? So I just want to share that part of my testimony. Um, Now, I was on fire. (laughs) I was like, yes, this is amazing. And um, my husband, not so much. I ended up buying him a Bible and he, he just was not interested And um, even at this time, uh, we've been married for, it'll be 21 years here on April 1st. Um, He still is is not interested, um, but I'm believing as as a pre-believer that he is coming um, to Jesus soon. (laughs) So, uh, and I'm just going to share one one other part of my testimony because actually I might share two. We'll see, we'll see where this goes. I like to freestyle. (laughs) He's shown me that I am... uh, all about free style, like freedom in what I share. So I'm going to share this part. So as I, you know, I got saved immediately, um, got pregnant and we not necessarily had been trying that year after we got married, but we were just kind of like, okay, whatever happens. Right. 
Well, immediately after getting saved, I um, had a miscarriage and I was just really confused by that because I had this idea that by getting saved, my life was going to be kind of like Cinderella. Has anybody experienced that before? Maybe it's just me. (laughs) Um, Ended up having that miscarriage. I was heartbroken and then had another miscarriage right after. Now that kind of put me into this place of what is actually happening here. And I always tell people, I don't believe that somebody would have said this to me or suggested it, but I ended up reading the book of Job. And I believe it must have been one of those times where you grab the Bible and you open it up and you read whatever you open up to, right? And I remember reading Job and thinking, if Job can go through all of this, I can go through anything. So in the in the fact that he had restoration even after all the loss, I've really hung on to that all of these years because there has been a lot of things in my life personally that I am still waiting on. Um, he showed me it's called weight training, W-A-I-T training. And if any of you um, know Isaiah 40, 31, go look it up. Uh, that's definitely an anchoring verse for me as well. So at that point, I was told that I could not have kids. Um and I, I just held on to hope that that was not the case, right? Here, we're going to hang on to this hope. We're going to go back to this word that um, is so pivotal for this podcast. Um, though I felt some hopelessness, I held on in faith that there was something better coming, right? Just like Job, he had restoration in his family. So I did end up getting pregnant um, by God's grace, right? And had a lot of complications. I was basically put on bed rest, um, but I was able to still work. And I had my first child. He was early. Uh, it was like six pounds, four ounces. His name's Cameron. And he's now 17. He'll be 18 this summer. Um, a f- few years later, actually two two years later, got pregnant again and um couple days before Christmas, I was about eight weeks along and I started hemorrhaging um, when I was having a nap. I woke up, this was, uh, you know, midday, got to the hospital and um, found out again, like I was on edge. And at that point, my husband said, if, if, if we lose this baby, like either way, like if we have this baby or lose this baby, like we can't do this anymore. And um, they got the ultrasound going, and there was Dylan's little heartbeat. He was there eight eight weeks along. And they did think at that point that I had placenta previa, which I won't get into all of that, but basically it makes it very challenging, and you're pretty much on bed rest. Now, imagine doing this with a two-year-old. It was a little, little hard, right? I was very nervous. I had a ton of anxiety. Um because of the the past of losing babies. And, um, but again, I held on to hope that everything was going to be okay. And um, I still worked and they, the doctors were actually amazed because I made it to 37 weeks with him. And um, he is great. He's 14 now. <laughs> um, part of this kind of tough season that we're in right now is um, he got in a freak snowboard accident uh, a couple months ago and ended up having to have rotator cuff surgery, um, which is really rare for a 14 year old. And he has even been walking through some, this valley of, of losing hope. And I've had to be, again, the Lord called me a hope igniter. So I've had to come alongside him 
even in my times of being kind of hopeless and, and just share, like, I know, I, I understand, I, I get where you are. I've, I've been there. Um, so I think as we can come alongside people who are going through these seasons that maybe we've never been through before, but to just listen, to say, I hear you, I hear your heart. Like, how can I be there for you? What do you need? Um, I guess those are the best uh, tips that I can give to somebody out there who maybe hasn't walked through a valley where you've lost hope. But I, I had a friend remind me that, you know, in the valley in Hawaii, it's actually lush. There's fruit, there's beauty. Um, so as we're walking through these what feel like hopeless valleys, um, there's actually fruit. We have to come up higher and see um, what he's trying to show us in these moments, because otherwise it can, it, it can be really, really challenging. And it has been, I'm, I'm just being honest with you guys. Um, as I'm being called to, um, you know, pull out this <laughs> podcast called Hope Unlocked, I'm walking, like I said, through a valley um, the past five months. I've, I've not experienced something like what's been happening on a compounded level before. And yes, I'm just going to leave it at that. So we're going to just skip ahead a little bit. Um, I actually back in 2021 uh, was working at a, a corporate in a corporate job at a health insurance company. And I started uh, just recognizing that I couldn't be there anymore. And the Lord showed me that, you know, it was time to go, which was really, really hard. <laughs> because as the breadwinner in the family, um, with the really good benefits. And, you know, most people stayed at this job till they died. Um, but walking around the building, I saw faces of hopelessness because most people were working just for a paycheck, which was kind of what I was doing as well. I didn't have, my heart wasn't in it. There was no, uh, I, I didn't feel a strong purpose in what I was doing. So with that being said, um, there was a release that I was given um, gosh, October of 2021 to leave. And I had so much hope. Oh my gosh. I, it was time. Like it's time for me to actually like take this, um, business that I have within me and go do it full time and leave behind, um, being part of a system that I could no longer, um, get alongside. I could not even take a paycheck from anymore. So the anchoring verse that he gave me during that time, and actually I left the job on November 1st, it brought me to Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So leaving the job, um, if you guys know who Dave Ramsey is, I we were not Dave Ramsey ready. We did not have six months of savings. We did not have a cushion, like we were still living pretty paycheck to paycheck at that time. Okay. So I had this faith stepping out that, um, he was going to multiply the obedience and, um, I'm still hanging on to that. We haven't seen the multiplication yet, but as I continue to take these faith steps and continue to reach and connect with women in, um, I'm a Christian life coach and I have a couple other things that I'm working on right now as well to set other women free. I know that there is going to be a return. I, I know it. And I have hope in that. But again, um, when you don't see, uh, in the natural things happening, maybe in the timing that you 
would hope for, <laughs> um, there can be this uh, temptation to be hopeless. But um, we need to have people around us, and I'm just going to call us up in this, to remind us of our but God said. What did God say? What are his promises over the things that he's calling us to do? Is he calling you to stay in your position? Is he calling you to go? We need to be so absolutely um, in step with him. So I'm going to leave you guys with this phrase that I heard over this podcast and the women that are going to come on here. A, a lot of us, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not like the, I don't, I don't have a speech degree. I don't, I don't, I'm not a speaker per se. Um, but he did show me that I'm a voice activator. So the women that are going to come on here over this season, you know, we don't have uh, all the letters behind our names. We don't have all the, you know, zeros behind our bank account. We are your remnant warriors. We are, some of us are pioneers. We are trailblazers. We are out there doing the thing and following him. And it's going to be good. <laughs> this first season is going to be called Voices of Hope from the Valley. And I believe that brave voices set others free. Okay. So I want to activate your voice today too. One thing the Lord showed me back in 2021, as I was dealing with some things at this health insurance company was Esther 414. And we typically look at, um, for such a time as this, right? It's on stickers, it's on t-shirts, it's on bags. Um, but Holy Spirit had me back it up to, for if you remain silent. So those of us who maybe have been more hidden or have maybe more of a struggle with the voice. I often feel like Moses. So I'm just going to say, I am not maybe going to be the smoothest of speech on here. So just avoid putting any reviews about me saying, um, I, I know it. I know I'm not the smoothest of speech and that is okay. Okay. So brave voices set others free. It's time for you to be brave today because your voice and your testimony is going to set somebody free. Okay. So I'm going to leave you with this with this verse. This is the the verse over this podcast. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Romans 15:13. So I hope that you come back <laughs> and listen to these episodes and feel free to leave me a review. Let me know maybe what you'd like to hear on this podcast. Um, I'm open to ideas and totally going to freestyle. I don't know how long this season will last. I'm just going to be following him and Holy Spirit in all of the ways that I walk this thing out um, because my doing this is a yes in obedience. All right. Blessings. Bye-bye.